it's not something that I'm really proud of, but I, it's something that I do when, when, when there's no hope. I buy a lotto ticket, John. And so I like buying a lotto ticket because my grandpa used to do it. And so here I am trying to get my Mega Millions for 200 million whatever um, later today. And I'm driving by Publix. And for those of you who don't know, Publix is a supermarket in Florida that is, extends to the southeastern region of the United States. It's awesome. It's amazing. And there's somebody with a microphone, you know, a microphone in their hand and a big speaker. It was almost a scene out of like a post-apocalyptic type of scene where someone's just spouting crazy stuff. But it's not it's not about um, it's not about like the end of the world and that there's revelations is happening. No, 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 no. She's talking about masks. And how uh, people aren't changing their masks. They're just reusing the same ones. And, okay. And right next to her is a police car. I, I don't know if there was a police officer just watching her to see if, like, maybe she's doing anything wrong. But she's on the sidewalk, you know, on the side of this Publix. Not in the front. But, like, everyone's walking by looking crazy. And I just, it hit me, John. You know, some people volunteer their time at a soup kitchen. And some people volunteer their time to be on the side of a sidewalk talking all this crazy stuff. And I just, it's nothing against her. It's just, it was just so, I hadn't seen that yet. And so I'm wondering, John, since we live in two different states and me living in the great state of Florida right now where anything anything can happen, your dreams can come true. You can break into Disney and live in their park for a few days. <laughs> I did see that. That's a great, it's a great story. Uh, my question is, have you seen anything um, that is not normal besides the masks and the six feet apart no man i mean to be honest like i don't go out in public hardly at all anymore because i'm trying to be responsible but the few times that i do or like when i see people at work uh i just people don't understand cross-contamination and how to wear a mask properly and oh are people are people putting them in weird places I did see a lady, uh, I was, I had to go into Lowe's the other day cause I tried to do their curbside pickup and they wouldn't come out. So I had to go in and I, I walked by and this is the first time I've ever seen a person wear a mask, but rather than like where it was either covering their mouth or it was pulled down below where they, like their nose was exposed, this person had it pulled up to where it was only covering their nose. Huh? What? Yeah. Yeah. So there are this big crowd of people at Lowe's checkout and rather than like rather than the mask covering the mouth, covering all of their holes on their face completely or pulled down to where like they could breathe out of their nose. Uh, maybe their glasses were getting fogged up. This person had lifted the mask to where it was basically like a bandana for their nose and only covered the middle of their face. Huh? I, I, I <laughs> you know, I, I don't understand people anymore. I and, think, like, I think you saw what would be described as this, the, the thong version of the of the mask for a person. No, this is this is like the wedgie version of a mask where it was. Oh, way it's the too speedo high. version. It's the speedo <laughs> version. It's the speedo version. Yeah. Oh man. Like I, I thought I had a low opinion of humanity as a whole, and like before all this happened, and then I just realized like how how irresponsible people are, just in general, and it's like I'm sure that everyone who's listening to this right now. Uh, is a completely responsible person who is all never done all wrong. five of you out there very responsible human <laughs> beings you're all lovely thank you but, you all are just wonderful salts of the earth people i just want to say 
the final. But our review. our target our our talk blah, target audience is my target audience. <laughs> Sorry. It's, more articulate than me right now. And I'm more uh, articulate than both you and I, and more responsible, as I, I feel like I'm the only one who uh, left the house to go get a lotto ticket, which seems kind of dumb, but, you know, roll the dice, baby. Man, it's about priorities, man. Prioritize. <laughs> it, it, it really comes down to that. But I, I wonder, with that being said, when we talked about masks, how many people... I want to see pictures of people on the street wearing, like, Stormtrooper and Darth Vader masks. God, how perfect would that be? That'd be nice. If it was uh, if it was all Stormtrooper masks, I mean, the virus would, like, they would they would never hit them. It would, they would always miss. Oh, no. They'd be no. totally safe. Oh. Yeah, that, well, wow. Uh, that's perfect. And then uh, every, while everyone's doing that, we can all wear red shirts, so we die anyways. That's true. See, it all <laughs> balances out. Yeah, <laughs> You, if you, if you do want to die, wear a red shirt and, uh, you'll be like Star Trek and just instantly die from COVID, even though it's miles away from you. <laughs> I will never own a red shirt ever again in my life. Yeah. Even though it's my favorite color. Well, it looks like I'm going Well, It was, oh. it was nice. Uh, but I, I really would like, I think it's a great idea. If you uh, put that out there, you know, put that on, on the Twitters and the interwebs, you know, the Facebooks, if you want to avoid dying, just uh, just wear Star Wars gear. Wear the the storm the stormtrooper masks. You'll be okay. Yeah, no, that seems fair. I, it's obviously very durable. It'd be it'd be pretty great. I, I think I'm gonna go out and get a couple. Yeah, I I'm gonna have to get one for myself. It'll be great. Uh, yeah, this is your health tip, pro tip of the day. Star Wars or uh, stormtrooper mask. The the COVID will miss you. Uh, welcome to the Summon Up podcast. This is where we talk about movies, shows, games, and whatever the heck we want. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and YouTube. Uh, I'm joined by my good friend John, and I'm Chris, and we're your co-hosts for the day. John, it's been a while, but how you doing? I, I've missed this so much, man. Like, I just, like, I like talking with you. I like going through all this stuff. It's fun. I even like editing it after the fact that I never thought I would. But just all of this in general, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, how about it- you? No, I'm I'm in great. Um, don't for the listeners out there. Uh, it's just, it's just how I. It's not particularly you, John. It's that I'm lazy, and so we'll go with that story. <laughs> we haven't done in a while, but I am glad to be back at it. There's been a lot of news, a lot of stuff uh, put out there. Not a lot of movies. I haven't been able to watch any movies. Disney Plus has been my anchor, and we're not going to talk. I know in the beginning we talked about COVID, but we're gonna we're gonna go away from that because i thought it was an interesting topic to start off with uh just because it's been a while since our last podcast the the stuff that has changed but we're going to distract and we're going to do something different john okay what's going on we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of a show and so uh you are my contestant and uh i will start us off with an intro in just a moment oh god Welcome to the Five of Fives, the show within a show where we test contestants against the everyday people, places, and trivia surrounding us to determine who is the cultured swine. The contestant is given five wildly various topics, and one by one, we'll say five things in each of those topics to win or face the criticism of being the uncultured swine. John, are you ready to play? 
Chris, I'm just happy to be here. Oh, wow. Well, you know, you like when, you told me, when you told me you were Virginia, I didn't know you were in the movie Gettysburg. So, well, oh. welcome, well, come on down, sir. That's what you get for assuming. And You know, that is what I get for assuming. You're right. <laughs> I live here in Florida where um, tigers eat people, are fed to, you know, all that stuff. Carol Baskin's a terrible, crazy person. So, John, you're ready to play. Well, well, let's get off to your first topic. John? Okay, well, for, well, okay, well what are the oh. rules? Because lay down the ground rules first. All I'm, a- I'm, all I'm asking is to name five. There is no, there is no strike, no nothing. Uh, if you get, I'm just asking you, if you cannot complete the topic, you just lose in that topic. I'm looking, for, I'm looking for a three out of five of topics answered. You know? Okay. Is there a is there a time limit at all, or do I have? It is at my discretion, John. Just think of me as your game show god, where I might, on a whim, choose that I can help you or not help you. It's just how the game goes, my friend. This is going to give me anxiety. You know what? Don't worry. There's nothing really on the line. So, you know, but we you might find out later what what the questions are. So, uh, what what's on the line? You know? Sure. Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay, John. All right. The first topic. I need you to name five WWE or WWF wrestlers. You. Okay. This is how it's going to go. Cool. Because I don't know anything. So we have The Rock. Okay. There's one. John Cena. Okay. There's two. The Undertaker. Great. Great answer. Um, Oh, my God. I Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh yes, you're on a roll. Okay, I, I need one more. Um, I, I think I'm doing okay so far. You're doing I'm, pretty good. I'm kind of surprised you oh, got this oh, far because nope, nope, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Seamus. Ah, yes, the taller version and muscular version of yourself. Very nice. Very yes. nice. And uh, if you didn't know, Seamus does wear um, like elevated boots. You know, he has like something in his in his feet that makes him taller. So yeah, he is not that tall because Look, he is I, Irish. I'm gonna be honest. I 100% thought or Scottish that uh, Seamus was actually uh, like an Irish midget that I had seen in a video once in a clip. Oh and no! I had no idea that this was actually a very tall man. So Seamus is a wrestler. Um, okay, very pale and very kind of tall. Yeah. So we'll just go with that. Let's go on to the next topic. Good job. Cool. You're one for five, John. Way to go. All right. All right. I need you to name me. I'm laughing a little. I need you to name me five cosmetic brands. (laughs) Okay. Um, Five cosmetic brands. Um, Here we go. L'Oreal. What what did you say? L'Oreal? Okay, there's one. Maybelline. Very good. Um... I used to work in a grocery store and walked by this stuff all the time, and I should be able to know this. Come on. Uh, Think of those catchy jingles you watch on TV, because I know you you love TV. Literally, all I know is maybe it's Maybelline. That's two. Does Dove count? No, Dove does not count. Okay, Dove does not count. Um, Oh, oh, I feel like all the, the older ones are just kind of... Think no. of think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna extend I'm gonna extend my hand here for a moment. Okay. So in this time where we used to watch television with commercials, when an actress was really famous, she used to go on and 
and do this cosmetic brand. It's like she had a really great movie and she'd go put this out. A lot of women in their in their mid thirties to mid forties would would put this out. This brand. Uh, that was literally just making me more confused. Okay, uh, let me extend my hand out to almost touching you, but six feet apart. Um, Elizabeth Banks did a commercial for this uh, for this brand once, and I oh. love Elizabeth Banks. Oh my god! Now it's coming to you. I feel like I've seen that commercial. You have, dude. I live with a woman. I I know <laughs> you're married. This should you should you know you should have a little bit of more oomph. You should have a uh, a chance here. Oh, oh! I'm gonna God. give you. I'm gonna. Um, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you ten more seconds to answer. This is. This is not gonna help. Um, li- literally, I have no idea. I'm blanking on everything else. Come on, give it a try. Two seconds. Uh, oh just shout God. something. Um. Uh. Head shoulders. <laughs> I know what's. So All right. I was the answer I was looking for. There are other ones you could have come up with, but was Cover Girl. <sighs> It's okay. I, I apologize, Chris. So, I've disappointed you. It's okay. You're 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 still one for five. Okay. Now you can't you can't fail another another topic. Okay. 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 No pressure. You no told me pressure. this wouldn't give me anxiety, Chris, and it is. I mean, I would just say relax. Have a beer, maybe a whiskey. You know what? Topics next week: whiskey. Anyways, <laughs> um, now John. I'm going to need you to name me five mountain ranges. Okay. Uh, the Appalachian Mountains. Okay. The Blue Ridge Mountains. Mm, they're within the same thing. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, so, Appalachian, um, the Rockies. There we go. Himalayas. There we go. Uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, what's the one in... Um, uh swiss swiss the swiss alps yeah yes i was gonna say what's the one in switzerland (laughs) what's the one in switzerland the 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 swiss (laughs) alps give me give me all you need is one more one more um i really dug myself into a hole here by saying the appalachian with how long it is yeah um the mount rush no wow um (laughs) Oh my gosh! I, 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 uh, would you like me to extend my hand out to you, please? Remember, six feet apart. Um, South America, John. South America. Um, does Machu Picchu count? No, Machu Picchu is a place, but it is within a mountain range. It is on top of a very tall mountain. Uh, not very tall, but it's on top of a of a mountain, ish. Yeah. Um, which one is Mount Everest in? You've already said Himalayan. Ah, crap. Okay. I'm showing myself. Just just to let you know what you have. You have the Rockies. You have the Appalachians. You have, or Appalachians, as some. Appalachian. uh, Appalachians, as some of us would say. You've got the Swiss Alps, and you've got uh, um, the Himalayas. Man, I I need to open a book or something. I'm watching too much TV. Would you like me to extend my hand once more? Yeah. Please. Okay. John. There's also a mountain range in the middle of Russia. 
see, I I thought about Russia and I couldn't. Oh my god! So you so you know there's a mountain range in Russia. I believe that there are mountains in Russia. You know what the first letter of those mountain mountains are called? I don't. Okay, I'm gonna give you a hint, and this is my last hint. Oh, you're okay. I thank you so much for your generosity here. It is a U. What? It starts with a U. <laughs> That's like the last letter I would expect. I, it's <laughs> what, a U. A U. Um, U- Ukrainian mountains. All right, Ukraine is not in the middle of Russia, John. But I, I'm gonna have to drop you on this. Yeah. All right. You were one away, John. Ural Mountains. Yeah. Who in the world has ever heard of the Ural Mountains? Also, for South America, the Andes was oh, the other answer okay. I was looking for. Okay. It's it's okay, buddy. It's fine. Okay. So you failed one another category. Okay. Well, we're so, just going for a participation trophy at this point. Well, you know... I said three for five, and I misspoke. I, I want three for five. You cannot fail the next two ones. Okay. All right. Next one. I need five Disney Channel original movies. Okay. You can um, do this. I believe. Okay. Uh, Unlike Maybelline. <laughs> Maybe it's not Maybelline. Um, Luck of the Irish. Okay. There's one. Air Bud. Was that a theatrical release? We're talking about Disney Channel movies. Disney Channel original movies. Yeah, that doesn't mean it has a theatrical release. Oh, yeah, that's right. Google it. Acting oh, like wait, that's right. You are uh, you are older than me. So maybe it aired on Disney Channel first, and then I would get the VHS. Don't, don't Oh, no. Don't John. It had an opening weekend. I'm going to need you to give me... Disney original movies. Okay. Uh, it, it it went. It was VHS released on VHS oh, and DVD. Crap. Okay, so we already had Luck of the Irish. Um, uh, Halloween Town. Halloween Town. Yes, that is okay. Very good. Um, this did not. This, okay, so I'm just gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna take a second to 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 get over here. Yeah, it did have it did have a box office though. So, yeah, it did have a release date on August first, nineteen ninety seven. Blah, blah blah blah, and then it had a home home office. Okay, cool. Uh, continue on. You've got look at the Irish. You've got what was the other one you said? Halloween Town. Uh, Halloween Town. Okay, you just need three more, John. Okay. Easy. Okay. Um, Disney original movies. So I've got um, Disney wow. Channel original movies. I should say channel. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, there was the one we talked about on another podcast about, uh, Brie Larson in a racing movie. Um, uh, something about Brie Larson in a racing movie. You are missing something so spectacularly easy. Look, man, I don't do well under pressure like this. This is why I like to prepare and have a script for this show, and you're putting me on the spot. You know I'm all off the cuff, you know? <laughs> That's just, I, I am the loose cannon in this. But okay. I'm, I'm going to give you another hint. Zach Efron, John. Yeah, High School Musical. Okay, there we go. There's three. Okay, cool. You got two more. Sequels count, too. Really? Okay, High School Musical 2. Okay, there's four. High School Musical 3. Is there a third? There is a third. 
Oh, man. Fuck me. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, high school. Well, way to go, John. You have passed another <laughs> one. You are now two for five. We need you to get to three to five. You cannot lose in this next category. Now, this next category is remarkably harder because <laughs> this is the <laughs> hardest so category. Bad. And the reason why I made it the hardest category is because you are a nerd. And I am also a freaking nerd. So let's see how you do here. Okay. Are you ready? No. Okay. Well, you know, that's as ready as you're going to be. So. Yep. <laughs> I need you to name five electric-type Pokemon from Generation 1. Oh. That's so easy. Okay. Volteon? Uh, w- no, no, no. From Generation 1, sir. Yeah. Volteon? Volteon? No. There's no such thing as Volteon. Are you thinking of Voltorb? No. I'm thinking about the evolution of Eevee. Check yourself, Chris. Vol- Volteon. Are you thinking of... Wait a minute. Oh my gosh, John. Even I can't think of it right now. I'm so... I'm so confused on what you just said. Jolteon. Okay. Jolteon. <laughs> Jol- Volteon. What the heck? <laughs> All right, so there's one. Okay, Jolteon. And I can't say Voltorb. Uh, Pikachu. Pikachu? Okay. Um... Electric type, electric type. Uh, are there five electric type? Oh, oh yeah, right. it's a lot harder than you thought, huh? No, now right. what, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Raichu, because sequels count. Yes, sequels count. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what you? What else you got? Uh, electrode. Electrode. Because I can't say the first one. Don't give me Voltorb. Um, out of the ones you just said. You are still missing three different electric type poke, or actually, you're missing four other ones. If you wanted to get all f- all the other four, because you can't say Voltorb anymore, you've got four right now. And I just need one more. I'm like literally starting from the top of the Pokedex and working my way down. Do you, do you have a real Pokedex in front of you? No, I have my memory and great childhood memories. I was about, I was about to say, did you uh, visit Professor Oak? Don't worry about it, man. I got Squirtle, because everybody picks Squirtle. Oh, gosh. The last one. Oh, I'm just thinking of the really obscure ones right now, like Magmar and Jinx. Um, there is an electric-type oh, Pokemon. Oh, no, 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 Zapdos. There you go. What did you just say? Zapdos? Zapdos. Zapdos. I made the same mistake when I was younger. I was like, oh, it's Zapdos, and then I... And then I heard a Pokemon say, and like, oh, it's Zapdos. And I'm like, huh. Cool. I've been putting well, an extra A in the middle of there. But that's besides the point. John, you are the culture swine. Way to go. Going three for five on topics. Uh, I just need to ask you, congratulations, John. You've just been the, become the culture swine. What are you going to do next? Literally going to go read a book because I don't know anything. I got so lucky. The answer I was looking for was go to Disney World, but... Uh, yeah, we'll accept the book reading. But we can't go to Disney World, Chris, because it's it's quarantined. You can if you go on the virtual. This is the thing. There's an Xbox One or there's a Steam version of it where you could go visit Disney World in a video game. Oh, my God. This world. It, it's like, I think it's six years old. It's like, uh, it's like a adventure, adventure of Disneyland or something adventurous. Anyways, but besides the point, you won. Way to go. Congratulations, John. Uh, maybe next time, now that you understand the game show, I will not help you next time or whenever we get to it. Uh, and yeah, thanks for playing. 
okay, I want you to know next time you're actually going to be the one guessing and I'm going to be the one that's prepared. Okay. So have at it. Uh, anyway. So next time on the show, everyone, we will be having another edition of 505s where I will be up against John and he will give me his five topics and I will be his helpless contestant. Put on the put on the literal plank uh, on a ship, and I will have to be either the cultured swine or jump off into the uncultured waters. John, we got a couple stories on the dock today. Let's Please this. take it away, Chris. All right, I'll segue again. Um, uh, our first story is about Taika Waititi is to direct a Star Wars movie. Uh, in a slew of Star Wars announcements on May 4th, Star Wars Day, may the 4th be with you, uh, Disney confirmed Taika Waititi would be directing a new Star Wars film, John. Oh, happy day. That's going to be day. so good. Thank you. Yes, and Taika is co-writing uh, this with uh, Christy Wilson Cairns. Cairns? Cairns? Cairns. Is it Cairns? Cairns. Uh, man, I'm, it's the first time I'm seeing this name. Sure, it's Cairns. Uh, I believe it's French. But anyways, um, he will be co-writing it with her. And she, uh, she, uh, her work for 1917 uh, screenplay was nominated for an Oscar at the Academy Awards this, uh, this year. So that was really cool. So he's up with talent uh, and it is going to be awesome. But Taika is currently working on Thor Love and Thunder, which is scheduled for a February 2022 release. So definitely we will not be seeing this out for a while. And along with this announcement, uh, there was a bunch of announcements that come out from Disney. And a lot has happened with Disney announcements. Where there's Disney has faced some rough patches with the Star Wars brand, uh, aside from, you know, what you may have heard. You know, a lot of great announcements coming out this week but Taika Waititi is definitely the bright spot but Disney has not always stuck the landing with directors in the movie role for example Colin Trevorrow was kicked from the directing from directing the last Star Wars movie from Disney's sequel trilogy J.J. Abrams as we know would take over production and directing after Colin's departure and his script was earlier this year leaked online which I like better than what happened there were some plot holes in it but still I thought it was better than what we got but yep. that's one of the directors who didn't uh, come to the task. Another one, uh, another two were Phil Lord and Chris Miller. They were also asked from directing Star Wars anthology film Solo after citing creative differences with what Lucasfilm wanted. And then uh, Ron Howard would come onto the project to finish it out. Ryan Johnson was signed on for a Star Wars trilogy before a controversial audience reception to his Star Wars film The Last Jedi. And so far as we know, Ryan Johnson has not begun any work on a trilogy, uh, on that trilogy deal he signed with Lucasfilm. And then we have David Benioff and D.B. Wise, who were slated for their own Star Wars films, but backed out due to their huge Netflix deal. Ooh. A literal nine-figure Netflix deal. I mean, I don't blame them. Not at all. nine, nine, Nine figures. Uh, and while Disney's first two movies of the sequel trilogy added a box office north of $2 billion apiece, mm. The Rise of Skywalker, directed by J.J. Abrams, barely reached $1 billion. This was below expectations. But, John, however, while Lucasfilm under President Kathleen Kennedy's direction has faced massive criticism, including us, uh, including from us, 
from longtime fans, the property has recently produced some gems to the faithful. The Mandalorian debuted in November as the flagship product of Disney streaming service Disney Plus with a good reception and critical review. Showrunner John Favreau has received high praise from the Star Wars fans. Lucasfilm finished and released the beloved series The Clone Wars Season 7 on Disney Plus in February under the direction of Dave Filoni, the previous showrunner. Great, great work. And Deborah Chow was announced last year at Star Wars Celebration to be the showrunner for a Obi-Wan Kenobi series with Ewan McGregor returning to his on-screen role. Although production is suspended during the COVID-19 pandemic, fans eagerly await the series after seeing a flash of Mrs. Chow's directing on Episode 9. The, of the Mandalorian. I don't know if it's Mr. or Mrs. Chow. That's my research mistake. Sorry about that. And then also, I don't have it on here, but uh, Kevin Feige is slated to produce a Star Wars film in the future, which gives a lot of us extreme hope. Yes. A new hope, you would say. A new hope for this series, yes. Uh, so my question, John, with Lucasfilm landing a top talent in Taika Waititi, does this work out for the Star Wars franchise? So, I think on paper, this is probably the best choice they could have made. Um, he he has so much potential, and I think people are finally realizing how great of a creative person that he is. Um, I mean, obviously, he has more of an indie background, and then Thor kind of rushed him to the forefront of the um, like the shortlist of any kind of project going on. I mean, I know he's he's on the. Uh, either confirmed or he's in the running for like a Deadpool movie. Um, like he seems to be one of the hottest names and directors out there mm-hmm. period right now. Um, he has some great success with the Mandalorian and his uh, directing for that and acting. Um, he's the kind of director that can inject his own kind of quirky humor while also giving a very grounded and emotionally real and well-written story, which is very hard to do. Um, and I, with the work that he did on Thor and re, like revitalizing and recharging that whole franchise, um, I think they're trying to also do to to Star Wars what he did with Thor. Um, and honestly, man, like JJ couldn't even pull that off. Like he did, he did pretty well for uh, um, the Force Awakens and, and reinvigorating the the fan base. But I mean, we've said it before; he can't stick a landing. Um, Oh man, it was so apparent too. Right, and, and there's a whole other conversation. Um, no, that he worked with Chris Terrio, the the screenwriter to some of the best movies like uh, Batman versus Superman and Justice League. Woo wee! Oh man, <laughs> gosh, what a stinker. Anyways, go on, continue. What a, what a resume. Um, he seems like he. Like, Taika seems like he can step into any genre almost. Uh, basically, he hasn't had any misses. Um, he can he can inject himself. And he, uh, it's definitely his own flavor that he puts into all of his projects. Like, I wouldn't say that he is able to... Compl- uh, he's not like a, like a Steven Spielberg that can uh, take on almost any genre um, and kind of make it his own. He... I feel like has his own niche and I feel like that niche is very popular right now. Um, and so people are trying to capitalize it before something else comes along. Um, I, I hope that they're not just trying to get the whole fan base to rally around Taika's name because they know that like barely anyone will be upset by this news. Um, I hope that it's not just 
them throwing it out there without having a real plan. Um, because I've said it, I've said this about DC. I've said this about Star Wars. The reason why Marvel is so successful is because they had a clear directive from the beginning of where they wanted to go and the tone they wanted to have, despite all the directors that came into it. So if they want to have someone like Taika Waititi step into a director role in a Star Wars film, they need to figure out what the tone is going to be for all their future movies so that it all meshes together and gives a very clear narrative. Otherwise, it's going to feel disjointed. It's going to feel unplanned and inconsistent uh, the further and further they get into the storytelling. Um, I, granted, I hope this is, personally, I hope this is like a standalone movie, and I hope it's not them trying to kick off a whole new franchise, uh, uh, like threequel or however many movies they want to have in a, in a row. Um, I hope he just gets to tell a good Star Wars story uh, with his own um, ideas and his own control over it, and it's not going to be just a studio micromanaging everything. Um, so I don't know, man. Overall, I think it's good news. I think there's a lot of good to be had. I think there's a lot of potential negative that could come from this. Um, I don't think that Kathleen Kennedy's bought enough goodwill for her own creative decisions to warrant us kind of letting the grip loose from her. Mm. Um, but hopefully this is the start of something new that goes well. So who knows? Yeah, and and uh, friend of the show, John, my oh, my buddy, my other buddy, John, who uh, has been a friend long time uh, from all of school, he yeah. brought up a great point when I talked to him today uh about this subject where he said Taika's a great director but what about the direction what if the, he doesn't fall in line with what Lucasfilm wants yeah you know and that's that's the biggest concern he had and it opened my eyes I'm like oh my god you're right because that's how we lost uh Phil Lord and Chris Miller and, and that yeah that's exactly it I that was because they didn't go into it with a clear with clear communication about this type of story they wanted to tell, they just attached good names to it and said, hey, do this thing. And when it wasn't what they wanted or had in their own heads without communicating clearly, then then they lost control of it. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. I, I do hope that they go into this with a clear directive. I mean, well, I, the other example I would say that does have a clear directive is Colin Trevorrow, which... You know, it wasn't, it's just, that was also a creative difference. They didn't like the script and, you know, because of his failed movie, he also got axed and it's just quite an unfortunate scene. You know, that's for me, Taika, I hope Taika is given creative, uh, a creative control of this. And he has an Academy Award screen or Academy nominated screenwriter with him. Mm -hmm. If this team is axed i really i really am fearful for the star wars franchise as a whole because this is not a television show you know because television shows have been successful except for the resistance on disney channel Mm -hmm. uh but we know that you know kathleen kennedy you know just to put her a little bit in this criticism is that she's all about movies she doesn't really produce for tv so all of your tv products are doing really well mostly really well 
and your movies are very hit and miss. Mm-hmm. I, I would say Force Awakens used used to be like a movie that I put on and I would be so excited. I like Force Awakens. The movie is now less to me because of the way that trilogy ended. It has yeah. less meaning to me. Uh, so they really need a home run, and a, a, you can't you cannot get in the way of of. Taika Waititi and his genius and the screenwriter put someone don't like create a script and then like do what JJ did in the beginning of this and you know just going back to what he did right with Force Awakens they got Lawrence Kasdan and they bounced ideas off of him they're like no that's not really Star Wars no that doesn't work try this try that get an expert a pro and make it work because I would hate to see such talent be wasted and I think that's what I would say that Disney has done. Disney has wasted the talent that is Oscar Isaac. They've wasted the talent that is Mark Hamill. They've wasted the talent that um, was Carrie Fisher before her her uh, her her passing. Uh, a lot of great actors, and even John Boyega is a fantastic actor. Wasted. Mm-hmm. Rose Tico is up and coming, or <laughs> Kelly Marie Tran is up and coming. <laughs> her talent was wasted. If anything, her talent, her her image has been tainted because of Star Wars. Yeah, um, it's very sad. Uh, so this this needs to be right. You know, I'm just yeah. saying. So that is that is my thoughts. I think your thoughts are very uh, are also something to heed as far as the what is it i i agree with you very much i think you bring up an excellent point you know do one movie don't don't plan out the trilogy stuff again just do a movie make sure it sticks and then from there that's your launch point exactly i and i honestly just i want to see good stories told in the star wars universe that don't even have to be interconnected just i there's so much rich potential in that universe and if they just allow individual stories to be told in it, it would flush it out so much more than like a half-baked trilogy ever could. Speaking of Disney properties, John, oh. you want to take us away on our next story? Oh man, I'm I'm potentially excited about this one. So uh, the Disney is making another live-action remake of one of their animated films, uh, and this time it is the classic Hercules. Yes. So the Russo brothers, uh, and obviously they're very well known because of their success with Marvel. Uh, the Russo brothers are producers for this film, and they've come out and said uh, since this announcement that like their Marvel films, this will not be a direct remake of of the original content uh, because they would they would take ideas and concepts from the comics and twist them to fit the cinematic universe so that it told a clear message. Um, because I mean, I mean, I've said this before too. If you're if you're gonna make a remake, make it originally, uh, make it like introduce your own original ideas into it, so it stands on its own and has its own unique attributes. Um, because if you like the original, just go watch the original. Go listen to the mm. original. Um, there's no need well to said. Re- rehash it into a different format just because you have the technology now. Um, so I I love their perspective on that, and I, I think it's gonna do really well for them. Um, and I think, honestly, a lot of the D- Disney remakes that have followed that path end up being the most critically acclaimed. Um, Jungle Book. Jungle Book. Uh, everything that they've done with um, uh, the Sleeping Beauty story. Um, 
uh, even, I mean, like you, you look at Lion King and it was basically a shot for shot remake with worse songs. And it, I like box office wise is one thing. And I, I hope that they don't just follow that, but, um, it, critically, it did not seem to do that well, but anyways, I want to get into speculating about the cast because nothing's Ooh. been announced yet. Um, there's a bunch of fan favorites, I think, in the lead for certain roles, but I've got my list, you've got your list, and I just want to hit on some of the big names or big character names from the movie. Um, obviously, we won't have time to get into every one of them, but... We, do we do we want to uh, just a question just, uh, excuse me sir um do we want to start off with the big hitters or do we want to start from the bottom uh ooh, yeah let's go bottom to top all right cool cool um so <laughs> we've got six names total so pain and panic are our first ones i would love to see john mulaney and nick kroll take over these roles um because you look at the character and you like they're gonna have to be cgi um, mm-hmm. I can't imagine they're going to put people in blue and purple suits and have them act. Um, so I, I love their chemistry on Oh Hello and Big Mouth. And I think that they have the right voice acting experience, the right chemistry. They would just bounce off each other all day long. Um, and I, man, I think that that dynamic between the two of them is perfect for those for that role. Um because they don't have to be really intimidating. They just have to be funny and uh, just honestly, just a comedic presence, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Pain and Panic. Phil, the centaur mentor. Wait, um, do you want to hear my Pain and Panic? Do you want to just go through each other's list ooh, individually or go yeah. back and forth? No, no, no let's go back and forth because okay. I, I also like yours for this too. So okay. Pain and Panic my, for you. Pain and Panic. My Pain and Panic is Anthony Anderson and Kevin Hart. Now, the reason why I chose those two is because they had such a wonderful dynamic in Scary Movie 3, and Kevin Hart, as well, is an amazing comedic actor when the movie is not all about him. I'm sorry to say. (laughs) It's just his movies just do better when it's him and another person just, like, on a side roll. He's... Kevin Hart is a very funny, funny person, and I think putting him in this act with... Anthony Anderson, I think it's better than the Key and Peel bit. You know, mm. I think these two have a really great connection with Anthony Anderson always screaming like a little girl and <laughs> Kevin Hart always trying to be the big man, even though he's short. Yeah. And, and in this pain and panic, you know, one is chubby and short and one is tall, taller and thinner. So I want to see I want to see that kind of dynamic between them where it's also physical because comedy is between pain and panic a lot of it is physical and temperament and i think those two would be perfect for it fair enough i think john, that's a strong argument john gimme your your fill who's well, your fill so i did say centaur mentor and then i realized that he's not a centaur he's a fawn i think it is uh only two legs anyways so i'm gonna go with the fan favorite for this i want to go danny devito because uh, if lion king can bring that da- bring back james earl jones I think that Hercules can bring back Danny DeVito. Honestly, I think because of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, he's only gotten funnier over the years. And he, I think when he when he did this film originally for the voice acting, he was a little, uh, little curmudgeon. Like, I think that he was starting to get to that phase in his life. But now he's just a straight up grumpy old man that he's been out of the game. He 
he's he can mentor somebody new he can throw it at him um man i i think danny devito would be perfect i think it'd be really satisfying for fans yeah i'd be i'd be happy with that choice actually if they did go for that route but But i don't want them to take that route john i love the direction you want this to go in i want them to grab the new danny devito (laughs) and i would like them to choose charlie day Ooh. He's very manic with his energy and most of the stuff he's in, you know, with Pacific Rim and then uh, It's Always Sunny. Even though that character in Always Sunny is supposed to someone who is kind of manic, you know, and that's what I want. But I want it with a more of his his insults, his energy to be like, well, what are you doing? You're doing it all wrong. And like, you know, but like you need to hit it here. And that that type of that type of uh, criticism, that type of person that's like he's like, hey. I've done this before. Don't doubt me. You know, I get that sense from Charlie Day. And I have another choice for this, and I didn't put it down only because he's too old, but I'd love to see Larry David. <laughs> I think Larry David would make a great fill. Um, but he's really old. I, if they were to able to get him, I think it'd be a better choice. But I, I'm, I'm going here off the plausibility of it happening. So I would choose uh, Charlie Day in this. Okay. I think but, that, uh, Yeah. That's fair. So Hades is the next one. Um, I would love to see Peter Capaldi uh, be the Hades. I, I loved what he did in Doctor Who. Uh, he's got that. Whole, I mean, he's he was in a rock band, so he understands being the devil. Um, <laughs> he he's got that grunge. He he's kind and like relatable when he wants to be. But then he also has this intensity, this almost almost quiet intensity to him. Um, but he can switch it on a dime. And I think that you need to have that because, I mean, when you look at what James Woods did in, in the, uh, the animated version, like the, they were able to do it visually with his hair, with the, with the flames just igniting immediately. And that set the tone visually. But I think you need to have somebody that can do that audibly more than James Woods did. Um, so I think Peter Capaldi would be great. Plus British accents automatically make everything sound more sinister when they want to be uh you look at loki um mark strong exactly yeah so ben kingsley yep the list goes on (laughs) british accents are evil and i think peter capaldi could do really well and age-wise lines up more with my zeus i think than yours does but you go ahead uh uh, sean bean as uh alex trevelyan james bond goldeneye hmm yeah, another really good villain. Yeah, Anyways, true. Um, going back to villains, uh, for Hades, I chose Brian Cranston, uh, uh, just because I think he, I, I, I like, well, from watching ba- Breaking Bad, and this is what I'm mostly bra- basing it off is like when he's talking to his wife and he's lying, you could tell he's lying, and he's doing it so poorly. I think you could tra- take his performance, his dynamicism between him being ruthless and him being kind of a wimp, and you could do that and mirror it into that James Wood kind of feel where James Woods as Hades was like, come on, you know, this is what we're doing. You know, it feels very... It feels like very showbiz type of things. Like, why is everyone getting up in arms? This is just what I want. You know, I, I believe we can get that at Brian Cranston. I think his sinister tone and how serious it is with whatever VFX they do, uh, VFX would be fantastic. I think Brian Cranston would uh, add a lot of weight 
to the Hades character, and I mean that just as a a literal a literal um, I don't know how to describe it except that it's it's just overbearing in evilness. That's mm-hmm. what I want. Yeah, no, I think that's a I think that's a strong pick. Um, so with 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 Zeus and Hades, they need to almost be foils to each other, and they're obviously they're brothers. They have a long history together, so I think that personally they should be a little closer in age than I think you you have obviously thought. Um, so if Peter Capaldi is my Hades, I think that Jeff Bridges would make a great Zeus. When you think about his voice act, or like the, just his voice in general, he's he's been the dude. He's been that calming presence where he he can be more of like a mentor, more of just this uh, very like inert kind of presence in someone's life. But then he also mm. has this gravitas and intensity behind him that when you look at a role like uh, what he did with Tron, what he did with Iron Man 1, um, he ha- he has this, this darkness to him um, that I think would play really well to this. And he, I mean, he's obviously been through a lot in his life. Um, so I, th- I think that he's got that emotional and... Uh, almost like a visceral connection that he could bring to this character um, to where he could play both sides of loving father and also uh, tormented and wrathful God. Um, and I, I would love to see he and, and Peter Capaldi bouncing off each other and, and uh, being each other's foils. Like I said, see, this is the one pick in your list that I totally disagree with. Uh, and that, uh, it's e- fine. Cause I disagree with your Zeus, even though I, th- hold on. Even though I think I, I, Jeff Bridges is a great actor, and I love him in Tron. And I rewatched uh, Tron Legacy earlier this year. I just I, he doesn't, he, even though he's the dude at one point in his career. I I want Zeus to be kind of like, just kind of not naive, but I want him to just be negligent. And I don't think we can get that with Jeff Bridges. I think instead. We get it with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And I know it sounds insane and it's completely out there, but he's loud. He can be boisterous. He can be incredibly temperamental as we've seen in, you know, the fast, the fast movies where they're like, well, you can't do that. And he's just like, make it happen. I want to see this type of Zeus. I want it. I want him to be laughing like he is in Moana. I want to see him get serious like in the rundown. I love this I the, I love this idea of making Dwayne the Rock Johnson Zeus. He he's born to play this, in my in my view. Yeah, and and literally just one man's opinion. And literally my <laughs> opinion alone, I will die on this rock, which is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> you will die on the rock. I will die on this rock. Oh man! <laughs> but well. uh, give me give me your choice for Meg because I th- I I had a hard time thinking of it. And when I saw your your pick, I was like, that is the obvious, obvious <laughs> choice. Like, I mean, I'm dead serious. As soon as I saw what you I was like, it's better than my pick by far. And I was hitting roadblocks like yours is just too good. OK, well, we'll, we'll get to that. So my pick for Meg would be Aubrey Plaza. And obviously, OK, so I think that Meg Magara, whatever her name is in the, in the movie, I think it's Magara. Um, it, Megalodon. <laughs> Megalodon. <laughs> all right jason statham um i it needs to be somebody who can appear as this like brash um 
uh, like calloused kind of personality who has this big front up that she doesn't she doesn't let anybody in. Um, but underneath, there needs to be this like emotional turmoil that's going on within her because she's literally sold herself to the devil um, to make a deal uh, with him. So it needs to be somebody who can who has this kind of depth, but also this like almost <laughs> uh, like basically like what her character was on Parks and Rec. Um, that kind of like just wall that she puts up to everyone around her who never she never lets anyone in um, until she's playing she's a ready. tragic character in classic Greek mythology or Hercules is too. But Meg is also there. She's yeah. also a very tragic scenario. Absolutely. And I think for a, for a kid's movie like they had with Hercules, I think it was a really interesting and intelligent character to have uh, against Hercules. Um, so it needs to be somebody who has that um, that connection with with him as a character, uh, but who's also strong enough to stand up on her own. And I think that Aubrey Plaza has proven to be that. And it'll make more sense when I give my pick for Hercules. But I, man, honestly, I like your pick too. I th- I yeah. think it, visually it's a it's a good match. And I I still haven't seen um, the Harley Quinn movie, but I from what I've what I understand of it, I think it would make a good pick. Well, I base this pick off the Harley Quinn movie and the one and only Sky High. I chose <laughs> my Meg as Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And here and here's my reasoning for it. Um she also puts up a front in the movie she is, but she also can be charismatic. We saw that in Sky High. She was charismatic to a point. She was just trying to you know, she's trying to get what she wants, but I think because of the way, I, I think she can do it. I think she can be, she can be playful, and at the same time, I think she can be darkly twisted, uh, just in twist and not twisted in the idea of a mind, but twisted in the idea of like her arm is literally being twisted because she sold herself to the devil. Mm-hmm. And I see her being, I I can see her playing off someone who's helpless, but has to go on. And I think. Uh, and that's the, my one concern with Aubrey Plaza is like, can she sell me as being a damsel? And it's a terrible way of putting it, but can she sell herself as being helpless? Because I I think Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead is an amazing actress. And I think she could do that uh, thing of having a very, very strong front and also being like, I need a Hercules. Well, obviously, you've never seen Parks and Rec then because Janet Snakehole is a helpless dame. And that is, this is the rock that I will die on. Um, okay. But, I have not watched a lot of Parks and Rec, but I have, I have friends who really like that show. Like this friend who. Like this friend. My pick for Hercules is going to be Chris Pratt. Um, I, which now, I, I think that between he and Aubrey Plaza, they have that relationship that dynamic that they've had between them on parks and rec um but chris pratt as star lord has proven that he can be funny um without having to like be like slapstick humor but he can also deal with this deep emotional baggage um whereas star lord obviously had to go through his mother's death and uh, all of the baggage that that brings with that but then as hercules he he grew up not knowing who his parents were uh, not feeling like he ever fit in because he has this thing that makes him so different and he never really fully accepted that until he became an adult and worked with Phil as a mentor um, and really well, we started... see we see Hercules' parents in the 
in the animated version. Well, no, but like I'm saying that when he was a child, he didn't understand where he came from. Oh. And so he had this sense of doubt as to his identity. Um, I see. You, I, I was thinking of his human parents, not the fact oh. that he's a demigod. My bad. Yeah. So so that, there's that struggle with identity, um, but then finally coming to, to fully accept that. But then you also have to cast a younger Hercules uh, because I really hope they wouldn't do what they did to Chris Evans in the first Avenger and just skinify <laughs> him. Um, but I, I think I think Chris Pratt would make a really, really strong Hercules. Um, I'm not sold on your idea, but it's interesting. You, you know, it's because when I watch Hercules and a lot of ladies watch that, like I known women who are like, wow, that Hercules in, in that animated movie, hell yeah. And I'd be like, okay, you have the points. But, <laughs> and, and this is this is where it gets technical, where I'm looking at the character himself watching it. Hercules is a very handsome, muscular man after training with Phil. And he's lanky before he's with Phil. But the point is it from beginning to end, he's kind of naive and a little uncharismatic. But he's the thing that you love about Hercules is that he's optimistic and he wants to do the thing that's tough, kind of like a Superman kind of complex, um, except Superman isn't he's a little naive, but not as naive as Hercules. Um, and so I, that's why I chose Liam Hemsworth, because although he is the lesser Hemsworth uh, compared to his brother, Chris, Chris is way more charismatic and i think liam has a more could could pull it off as like hey you know i'm really happy but i'm also you know the depth is not really there is someone who speaks more by their actions but then by their words and that's nothing against liam hemsworth i'm just saying it's as a typecast you know I think Liam Hemsworth has some depth. I've said it before. I don't know if I've said it on here, but I know I've said it with you. I think he could do it. Um, and I, I like his choice as someone who might have to deal with, you know, I, I want to see like the go getting like, you know, I want to know who my family is, you know, and, you know, and he has to go travel to the pant the Pantheon to discover that he is a God. I want to see that role. I also want to see him get more swole than he is right now. <laughs> the second swole hemsworth the second the second is swole hemsworth but i believe af- if he were to do this movie he'd be more swole than chris and that's the thing too would would you expect the hercules to get super swole like that like marvel swole or yes okay well that answers that <laughs> yeah I, I no vfx baby you're like disney has the money to get you the top of the line nutritionist uh dieting people in the in the world the best of the best in the industry you gotta go real so you want you want them to go henry cavill kind of size Ooh, who i don't think would make a good hercules because he's already doing enough right now no he would be i don't think he would be a good hercules at all he's once again it's just he's too charismatic and that's my that's my issue with hercules is that he's kind of naive you know, he just, he doesn't think about like, he doesn't think about, you know, how do I do this? He just goes in and does it and figures it along the way, you know? Yeah. And that's why, that's why like, I love Chris Pratt, but he's just, he like, 
I, I don't think he, he typecasts into that very well. Uh, that's why I believe more in Hemsworth. Okay. The lesser Hemsworth. <laughs> Hemsworth Jr. Hemsworth? No, they're brothers. Just the lesser Hemsworth will do fine. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think we both have some pretty good picks. Um, like I said, I like, like your I like your list. I really do. Well, I my I, my only hang up is Jeff Bridges, and and that's the that's my biggest hang up. And then the one behind it is Chris Pratt. But besides that, I think everything is great. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just I all I heard was that you think my list is great and that your list sucks. And so I think I think we're done here. I think we yeah. I think three. I think that's a general gist gist of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think we I think we hit it. Um, I think we hit it on the nail. Um, that my list does suck, but I will die. On the rock. on on the on on the rock, I will I will die on this rock, which is Dwayne, <laughs> which is the dumbest rock's name. Wow, what? Okay, when you think of naming a rock, Dwayne, Dwayne is a great name for a rock. What if I named a rock Jerry? How unmenacing is a rock named Jerry? If David killed Goliath with a rock and it was named Jerry, that would be the most pathetic death of all time for Goliath. If he was hit by Dwayne, bro. Are you are you that, thinking of that because of Rick and Morty? Oh, I'm totally missing something. Jerry, I, I did. I have not watched the. Oh, the dad. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Jerry, the dad from Rick and Morty, is pathetic. I was, I just, yeah. Okay, that's what I'm going with. You hit. You 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 got past my wall of illusion. <laughs> well, I I think we'll have to wait and see. Uh, hopefully, we don't have to wait super long before they can start casting this. Um, at least they can start that part of production early enough. Yeah. Uh, movies right now are all in a spin. And uh, you know what? It's it's even unhyped me for Mulan when it comes out, when it comes out. But uh, I still really want to see that as part of the Disney remakes. Yeah. It's just a shame. It's just a shame it can't come out. You know, we can't go see it right now. But for good reasons. I don't want to be caught in a movie theater with a bunch of people. No, no, I don't want to. The no movie is worth getting the Rona. Is there a movie worth getting the Rona for? That's a good question. But you just said no movie, so I would agree. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, Chris, in all of your time, in all of your quarantine free time, what mm. what's something that you've been watching? All right, so I've watched a lot of things. Well, like I said, I rewatched Tron Legacy. I've uh, for Star Wars Celebration. I, or for the month of April, I rewatched all the Star Wars movies in the order they came out. And now I'm rewatching them in the order that they're supposed to take place. But there was a series in between that that I watched like a crazy person because I wanted to know, is it good? And I watched the Pirates of the Caribbean, the first trilogy. I didn't watch On Stranger Tides and all that other stuff. I just watched uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, and Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. And gotta say, wasn't that bad. The The third one was really off the rails, but the first and the second one really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, you know, it, it was a good movie. Amber Heard is a liar, uh, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag I'm with him. I'm with him. I mean, I was, I was, I think, uh, I, when I was living in Tennessee, I listened to the radio in my car 
And I remember the radio station talking about the, like, when the story was coming out in the beginning. This was, like, three years. No, this was, like, four years ago when the Johnny Depp stuff and Amber Heard stuff first started coming out. The radio station was like, yeah, you know, there's all these stories about how awful Johnny Depp has been to Amber Heard. But you've got people backing up Johnny Depp, like his security team, who they're, like, trying to be, you know, unpartisan about, like, no, Amber Heard is insane, it's not Johnny Depp. And then it comes out four years later that Amber Heard is insane and it was all a lie. Hashtag I'm with him. <laughs> exactly. Um, but John, aside from my uh, fantasies of being a, a pirate with dreadlocks, um, what are you watching? Oh, man. I, I've been watch- catching up on a bunch of stuff that I've needed to... Um, but probably one of the favorite things I've been doing um, in this quarantine is I got Legends of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Ah, um, nice. And this is the first Zelda game I've ever, ever played and the first open world game I've ever played. Oh, man. So I'm jumping right in the deep end. Um, but man, I got to say, like, I know this is like a three-year-old game, but it's, it's so well done. Uh, like... The story on it's interesting. The The fact that it's open world was intimidating to me and kind of not really a big selling point initially, but I like the freedom to get out and kind of play the game at your own pace. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can explore and f- like get, figure out your abilities as you want to, and you don't have to keep up with the pace of the game, um, which as someone who's new to a franchise like this is, is nice and refreshing. Um, but even just like the... the uh, dynamics of the game itself mechanics that's the word uh, mechanics of the game itself. there we go um like when it rains uh rocks become like slippery surfaces and you can't climb them as easily and you slip down which is, and then as soon as it stops raining and the, then the rocks dry up then it goes back to normal um uh, if you're in the middle of a thunderstorm and you're wearing any kind of like metallic uh like swords or shields or anything like that the lightning is more prone to hit you because metal uh, is um, it conducts electricity, and mm-hmm. so by removing all the metal from your body, you're more likely to avoid all the lightning. Just the little things like that that you don't ever really think about of just like the environment that you're playing in um, being such a big factor of it, um, and putting so much of an emphasis on on the environment. Uh, that alone is. Uh, oh my gosh so good for me and it's just a beautiful game uh gameplay is beautiful uh i'm not super far into it right now but i'm really enjoying what i've been playing so i can't wait to to keep going with it and i'm super surprised that i'm getting into a bunch of games on the switch uh didn't think that was going to happen i thought i was just going to play like mario kart and uh mario party and maybe pokemon and be done with it but i'm very happy with this so far very nice i'm very happy and that game research i think it received like a 99 review on like ign when it first came out like a lot it's received a lot a lot of praise you're playing the bet the best of the best and when you're done with the best of the best you should also go to the best of the best and play another open world skyrim which will probably turn you on to watching things like vikings and other nordic uh awesome awesome shows and movies yeah, uh, baby steps, Chris. Well, you gotta baby steps. You gotta let me ease into the water. You, you know, we just we. No, you know what? I'm not gonna say that. Okay, yeah, you're right. Ease <laughs> in there, buddy. Baby steps. 
Okay. Uh, thank you for listening to the Summon Up podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, we'll be doing this again next week uh, in these quarantine times. And uh, we're back, baby. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Back. Uh, so, uh, oh, that was another one. I'll tell. I'll tell you what I watched. Also, it has to do with the word back. I won't get into it, but it's probably easy to tell. Really love this movie. Terminator. What? No. Oh, Whoa. that's good. What? That's good. It's not Terminator. Okay. I'll see you in the future. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>